Hello everyone, welcome to the Oracle of Pythia. We are the Oracle of Pythia. I'm Emma. I'm Joy. My name's Linnea. Oh, Jane. I'm Sarita. And hi, we welcome you all here for our beautiful weave. And we've got a cracking question for you this evening or today, whatever time you're watching. Um, it is, what is the brain? And that's the question we've taken to the spirits, the earth serpent herself. So before we begin that, um, we're going to listen to the history of the Pythia. So you get an idea of um, what we're doing and the foundation from which our spiritual practice comes from. So Joy's going to read the history um, before we listen to the weave. Thank you. Joy. Now is our time of transition, individually and collectively, within the liminal space of becoming. We as Pythia come together to offer wisdom teachings from the earth serpent herself, Python. Our wish is that these woven utterings will assist you on your unfolding journey as we work together to co-create a world born of our deepest, most loving visions. Each of us has been trained in the ancient oracular art of seership. And as we bring forth information from deep within the earth, the invitation is to allow the collective weave of our seeing to meld with your being in whatever way serves you best in this moment, in this space, and in this time. We recommend you listen with your eyes closed or covered and that for added potency, you breathe the weave into every cell of your body as we speak it. So some Greek info. In ancient Greece, Pythia is the high priestess and oracle of Delphi, residing in the temple of Apollo with a sacred stone, the Omphalos. Covered in a protective weave and hollow inside, the Omphalos stands as the center of power, a womb haven for healing, replenishment and revelation. It is also the mystical dwelling place of Python herself and the sacred cave into which Pythia descends in order to commune with the great serpent. Pre-patriarchy, Pythia is the interface between humankind and spirit, mistress of the liminal space. Pythia honors earth and spirit alike. And as a potent governing force, she stands on the fissure of betwixt and between, bringing to light prophecies and wisdoms from the depths of the Pythonic realms. Thank you. So each of us have undergone a particular shamanic practice to meet with the earth serpent Python and receive um, her tellings from the um, in response to the question what is the brain and then uh, this month we gave our um, responses to Sarah who has put them together Jane my apologies who has um put them together in the sacred weave um via another shamanic practice that she's undertaken so now we're going to listen to the sacred weave from jane and we recommend now that you close your eyes as you listen to this weave and that you imagine you can open all your pores and really receive these sacred words into every cell of your body a bit like sacred nectars raining down upon you and um, blessing you and, and opening you up to something else from the other realms. Okay, so I'm going to hand it over to Jane now, who will read the sacred weave in response to the question, what is the brain? Never you mind your mind, the brain. The question is the wrong question, not what is the brain, yet what pathways to the intergalactic realms does it offer? Such a linear brain-focused question, so much more than a brain. Ha! You humans think you've got it all sorted, written up, logged and understood. Your need to desire, to control, for the fear, indeed the sheer terror of truly seeing, feeling and knowing the truth. 
Truth lays not within your brain. This ally is a poor teacher. For the truth of all that is the vastness that lays within is connected to the infinite without. Up, down, left, right. You seek and search through the labyrinth of the inconceivable for you'll never find it there. That is the beauty of what you seek. Stuck in stories and time, you're thinking about this in the wrong way. So much more than a brain. Cut off your head, just as they did. They knew it was the only way to let in the light, to illuminate the pathways to the divine. Heart, head, toes, woes, this is where you are led without a knowing. The one that offers a navigation system to all which remains unseen, unknown, for your desire to control begets more stories, more woes, more control. These are not, as these are not you. There is such a beauty in the divine, yet as humans you seek to understand the linear frame in which you've learnt that which has been passed down through time. Be careful not to waste your time. Stop. Ask a different question. Settle in a different place. Seek to include rather than exclude. Seek to open to the possibility that you do not know. Your thinking simply begets more thinking. You block the creative. The mystery of that which is the one that holds the truth. Not a bunch of cells. Stop. See the spark as you weave the divine. Speak of light as it awakens each fragment. Each hidden crevice. Each fragment of the recesses of the labyrinth. A pure potential that is the brain. Look at the brain. What is it really? A mass of tissues and cells. Yet the brilliance is not what you see. It lays dormant for you as humans have closed it down, shut it off. So much more than a brain. Be with your brain. Give it space without imposing upon it. The complexity the simplicity, the beauty that lays dormant. Open the doors of possibility so the fragment and spectrum of colour, light, fractals may awaken this gateway. Sparks of light awaken. You believe what you have been told. Awaken now to the untold. Sniff it out. Get all of your body online, awakened. The heart, the mouth, the fingers and toes, penis, womb, each aspect of you has wisdom. Each a refinement of true understanding. Understanding comes from all. Not that which you want to control with a mass of grey matter. Each aspect has a brain, yet you continue to compartmentalise this and that, that and this, so much more than a brain. An ally, a tool, not a mistress of any one thing. Wisdom lies within unification, so much more than a brain. Illuminate the pathways by opening the door, tend to the stories that lay within and without. These false illusions and you will find truth more brilliant and more beautiful than you could ever imagine. The hub of your brain lays within, reflected in the without, yet you cease still to see the truth. Open, listen, drop. Drop the drawbridge of your brain to your heart, to your womb, to the beauty which lays without, for then you know true joy and peace. The understanding you seek as the map of the universe is illuminated by the unification of all.
Thank you. Initial thoughts. Sarita. That was mind blowing. <laughs> it was just, I literally, I sort of felt as you were speaking, just like my whole, first of all, my whole sort of heart center and body just started to light up. And then as you progressed, I just felt my brain lighting up, all thoughts gone, apart from what you were saying. And then just, I literally felt my whole brain opening up to the cosmos. I can still feel it now. And it was just, I didn't really want to come back. I was like, oh, wow, this is amazing. <clears throat> I really got the sensation that the brain was like um, a celestial map. If you could just sit in it you would just get this sort of, I can feel, I'm like, my hands, I'm not, they're just moving of their own accord from some energy that's coming off my brain. So yeah, it was just, yeah, I just feel like, oh God, it was just, it was just a really, I think that's the most profound weave I've heard in the whole time we've been doing this. It was just, it was just extraordinary. Thank you. That's all I can say at this point. <laughs> Thank you, Joy. Yeah, I I also um I got an image of um when when you said map, um I got an image of um Indiana Jones with this ancient map leading to the Holy Grail, and it just felt really magical. And the bit about the drawbridge and all the colours, you know when you see beautiful stained glass and its vibrant colours, and then you open a door and the light streams in, the sun streams in, it just illuminates everything. And I just kept, in, kept getting this image of um, the drawbridge being like a rainbow drawbridge um, following this holy grail map, you know, and just leading to the um, unlimited possibilities. And it just felt really magical. Yeah, just felt really magical. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I had that. Should I say something? That, yeah, that I had that. Um, the bit at the end, so beautiful about the map and then um, the unification of everything and the concept. Well, that what basically what we've done as a human race to the brain is just turn it into well, I think it was it said in they said in the weave, you know, we've, the humans have shut it down, and it's we've reduced it to this very simple structure or form or whatever we want to call it, but also that um, is very limited, and we've shut down the because it's probably too literally, like you said, Sarita, mind blowing for us to be it's beyond our comprehension to understand what the brain can do or its capabilities and and also at the same time we've cut off the brain from the rest of the body so it's really lovely to hear all the, the reminder of all how every part of us has its own wisdom its own brain so to speak its own consciousness and also yeah the drawbridge coming down and dropping that wisdom into the heart and the womb space but also the all the other parts of us the toes the fingers the whatever and that we can and that, that the, for me, that made me think that or reminded me that the brain is part of us as a whole system. And it, we're so good at cutting things off, like this is a finger, this is a toe, this is a nose, this is an ear, whatever. But actually, we are a whole complex system that is connected to everything um, and vibrationally interacts with everything and affects everything. And through the weave i can i think start to you know what it said about that fear of fear going into or letting go of that fear so that we can actually really open up to that level of i don't know even what to call it amazingness um i feel like i'm touching on that and it's like oh whoa, this is amazing um that, that's as much as i've got at the moment <laughs> Jane. <laughs> uh, um, do you know, when I saw the question come through, I was like, oh, God, really? Um, 
And then I ended up doing this about four o'clock in the morning and uh, then went back to bed for an hour and had the most prolific dreams. But it was really um, beautiful to do because it was exactly as saying this. It was like there was, I could see and feel and sense and what was being shown to me was the labyrinth in each part there is, it's almost like it is a constellation. It holds the constellations and that is reflected in the body. And it's so true, you know, I mean, most of the clients or whatever, it's just like, the, you know, it's the chop off from here. You know, it's just like, it feels like it's such a time for us as a humanity to reconnect with the body, to, uh, to really come from the heart. And that's, you know, we're, we're so used to using this as this very limited controlled, linear um, way of seeing and operating in the world and understanding because we have to understand and then, you know, the stories that go on and it's like, oh no, because that pure potential is mind-blowing because we, you know, we've only ever seen it in kind of like movies and had a little, or maybe in a shamanic tradition when we're working with the Milky Way is what I was getting a lot as well, actually. So that whole thing, yeah. I don't know, I'm quite excited. I'm like both buzzing with it. Thank you. Yeah, just following on from that, I think actually how important this question is for these times because we've got this whole women rising that's going on now as we're finding our voices again and a lot of us are supporting women in that work. And it's the same for me. Most, I think pretty much 100% of people that I work with this is the cutoff point. And especially in women where we've been so oppressed, our voices have been shut down, literally killed for just being a woman. And so, yeah, so this is still very constricted as a collective uh, force and consciousness, as well as our individual experiences in life, which have caused us to shut down. So actually in terms of the question and the weave, bringing that wisdom dropping it back down into our bodies is so important because it's from that that we'll be able to rise up and have our voices again yeah so yeah just struck me as really important Linnea thank you Sarah Jane I really enjoyed the weave and I really enjoyed the um articulation of the brain as being our doorway to the vastness of reality. And um, I had a lot of thoughts while we were, while you were reading. And so I kind of jotted them down because my memory sucks. <laughs> so it's kind of a part of the brain that is like not doing so well for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the first one I thought was, you know, we're, 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 we're talking about changing the brain and how, you know, we, we talk about in, in vernacular changing the mind, right? I'm changing my mind, I change my mind. And it's like, we do it all the time and it's great. And we need to maybe do that more and own that we're changing our minds more because that's what seems to support the health of the brain. Um, and, and then I thought, well, isn't Pythia all about change? <laughs> so we can really bring Pythia in to the brain in a really interesting way and maybe lean on, lean on Pythia and ask for her support and, 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 you know, imbibe her essence a little bit when we need to make these big changes of the way we think. And, of the way we speak and maybe because speaking communicating is such an important part of life that you know let's speak more openly <laughs> change and and the support that we need to change um so that was one kind of vein of thought and then and then i really got caught up in the idea of 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 you know the difference between shutting the brain down and and opening it up and the relationship between the rows at the very top of the head and opening that brain up again and it was like thinking oh gosh you know the, the alchemical library and how we can really work with that in a very powerful and potent way to 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 kind of like 
the the unboundedness of of the weave and 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 what my own seeing brought through was really exciting and then i keep coming back to and we live in this material world you know we live in this physical bounded world and so is the brain that hinge point between the unbounded and the bounded and what does it mean as we dance that that liminal space and how do we you know negotiate individually and collectively respecting the transcendent in bounded bodies kind of thing so that's that's where i that's the other thought the line of thoughts so that's what i wanted to say first thoughts okay <laughs> sarita Um, yeah, I just wanted to reflect back on um, what you said, Emma, about uh, how this is a really important question for these times, because I think what I'm experiencing and what I see happening is, is that the more I go along, you know, with my reality or whatever, or just with life, the, the less I realise that I know and obviously, when we're younger, we think we know everything, don't we? You know, <laughs> especially in our teenage years. So we go through these phases where we think we know everything. And, and even when we do things like shamanic training, we're like, oh, yeah, we're getting like, you know, the secrets of the universe. We know more now. And you go through these phases where you think you know. And I'm going through a big phase where I realize I know nothing, <laughs> like nothing. And I teach manifesting a lot, as you all know. And... And, and what I do know or understand or comprehend about manifesting is you've got to drop the known, basically, because we think we know what's going on and it's just completely limiting. It limits all of those potentials for what you can receive. And, and I think what we're talking about here is that the brain is a, it's a receiver and a transmitter, basically, with all these kind of it felt like electrical pathways, like in the, the labyrinth and the maze and the light show and the geometry. So it's like a receiver and a transmitter. And we're really limiting um, ourselves by, by lying to ourselves about the fact that we think we know what the hell is going on. And, we, and we, the truth is we just don't know what's going on. It's too big from our limited perspective in this kind of bounded reality that Linnea is talking about because you know obviously we're coming from these individuated expressions in 3d or whatever so we're kind of bounded in these bodies the brain is kind of bounded within the head and uh, within our perceptions of what the brain is and all of that kind of stuff so and, and what I see is that there's at the moment there's a lot of aggression playing out and coming up the shadow aspect because we're insisting on knowing or having to be right with what we know so we're really seeing this like in the woke culture i'm right you're wrong you say that you're wrong i'm right da, da, da. and everyone's like you know and with the whole covid narrative and everything it's like i'm right you're wrong and and it's just it's it's got really well, we can feel the separation in all of that and we're using the brain to manifest separation by by com compartmentalizing everything and this weave is saying drop that know nothing and you'll open into oneness so i think it's it is a really extraordinary you know or, or it's an extraordinary potential of of opening now and, and the question is really really prevalent because we've we've revered the brain so much for whatever reasons, just like we've revered science over spirituality and all of those kind of things. We've revered it to the point where we've cut, we've, it's standing, it's like the throne and nothing else matters. Um, we've intellectualized everything when, where, where, where you, you know, we've materialized the brain basically, that's what we've done. And so, and then the last thing I wanted to say is, um, also, you know, Linnea is saying that she can't remember anything. I'm having that too. And all of my clients are having that as well. And Emma, you said you were having that before you got on. And it's like, it's like our memories or the stories, uh, the ideas of what we thought we were being washed away now. It's like this. 
I mean, everybody's having this. We're sort of losing linear space and time. People can't remember anything. Time's doing all kind of weird stuff. So it's like the memory of what we thought we were as human beings, as earthlings or whatever, is being washed away and something unknown is coming in. So, yeah, it feels really exciting, quite dramatic and really exciting sort of simultaneously. So, yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Thank you, Joy. Yeah, just following on from that, um, you, you know, the, the sentence, the hub of your brain lies within reflected in the without yet you cease to still to see the truth and the hub when the hub is mentioned you know i got the image of the labyrinth which has been mentioned twice i knew the center of the labyrinth and 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 one way you know i know there's lots of different ways to aid us on this path but one way of really unraveling and trying to let go of that linear patterning that that we've been programmed maybe to think in that way is walking to the center of the labyrinth and it's like walking back to source to the center of the brain and um, to unlearn what we've learned and actually be in that space in that void in the element of ether and um, where there is nothing but there's everything and that's where the potency and the magic is and and really um just being in that space is where we can truly connect with spirit and also where the impossible does become possible and anything is possible and then walking back out the opposite you know right out of the labyrinth um so I was just thinking, you know, of different ways. I don't know if you've got any other thoughts of to aid us in this process. I mean, we all have our own different tools that we use and resources, but with the labyrinth being mentioned twice, I really um, was seeing the center, the hub, the hub of the brain, the center of the brain and the center of the labyrinth as being of that potent magical space to actually unravel, you know, that walk to the center. Mm, thank you. Thank you, Jane. There's a couple of things there. One that was coming up really strongly when <coughs> you were speaking was the, um, um, the obviously the glands, sorry, I had to cough. interesting throat um yeah is the glands that um and when you were talking it was i could see them <coughs> above each other and illuminating as part of the guidance system and it feels like what you speak to there um actually by focusing on the pituitary gland <coughs> excuse me and the pineal glands that's part of the um the compass points for activating it as a portal that it is um and it feels very much about the the portal to the divine and it's the divine that we are separated from and i think it's been mentioned before and there's another thread that i feel quite that, that linnea touched on and also sarita about the feminine principle you know, it's <clears throat> instead of being in that linear masculine yang brain, we're being asked to go into the feminine and to receive and not control as much, but to hold the container and allow the information to flow through. I'm going to have to cough again. Sorry about that. Like talking about chopping off my head, <laughs> ripping out my throat. Um, yeah, that's all I've got to say for right now. Apologies. Thank you. Yeah, for, following on from this whole thread, so it's reminded me of in um, tantric practice, um, 
and you work with the energies through the energy centers which are slightly different to the shamanic ones that obviously we um did um but that the energy of the body system gets lighter as it goes up so that by the time you've got your energy in the crown area it's really light and the door can open and totally connect with um the source energy or however it is that you describe that and it's interesting in terms of what we've done as humans we've actually made the brain itself quite a dense energy and we've put everything everything in there everything is processed through the brain the mind is revered you know if you get good grades if you go on and you, there's this conveyor belt to life school really early especially in britain it's like three you go in and then you go on this conveyor belt of education and you must succeed 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 so you can go to uni and then get a good job and blah 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 and that's the kind of the conveyor belt of life and it's very much mind-based yeah linear kind of in a way the shadow masculine principle at you know working really hard to keep itself going and um or toxic masculine which is a common phrase now although who i don't know if i i don't really like that but um it's it's the hidden well whatever it is the point is it's linear it's constrained and it's made the mind a very dense place with all the responsibility of life in a in a way in that honed into that hub because everything certainly in western society is based around the brilliance of the mind and and science is has really come to the fore with that in terms of it has to be scientifically proved before it's got any valid validity whereas certainly from our practices um and the more feminine principle is that when you have a experience of life which of course is in every moment you know it to be true because it's your experience we don't need flipping scientific program or test to make that be so because we know it within ourselves and we don't need that third party to link us to the truth our truth which we know and so we've kind of overloaded the brain and made it you know kind of like a weird cartoon shape is coming to mind where we've got this vast brain and we've we're making it do stuff that actually it 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 can do but it doesn't want to do as that being its sole purpose what it wants is to be this hub and this doorway and this gateway and this like opening rose to connect us to the infinite whatever that may be so that we can actually bring that infinite light or love whatever vibes it is into our being and bring it all the way down and root it into our base energy center which can then connect it to earth so that we can walk on the earth with that groundedness and draw up earth energies and in turn bring them into the brain and feed the brain in that way so yeah that's what um just what everybody said up till now has made me think of of that in the sense that by the time we work our way up through the energy centers by the time we get to the one at the top that's a very light vibration but the way that our systems are set up we're making it very dense and harder harder to access those light vibrations or the you know the 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 vibrations that are maybe more associated with infinite source energy that kind of stuff or the star energy that kind of stuff so yeah it's, it's just interesting and maybe we need to lighten our load we need to lighten the load off off the brain and bring that denser energy down where it's supposed to ground us so that we can flow and connect to the um source energy yeah that's my thoughts thus far <laughs> rita yeah i just quickly want to speak to that because <clears throat> as you're sort of talking and saying you know we've we've given too much to the brain to to do and it's overloaded i'm thinking about you know how i'm just I'm getting more and more aware as I get, you know, as I do more inner work. And basically, I just, the brain is just, it just will not switch off. It's like, 
it's like we've literally blown the circuitry and it's got like stuck in these loops and they just go round and round and round because it's just obscure, very often very dense when you're not um, focusing on stuff. It's extraordinary. And I also, my clients say this as well, what dark thoughts come in. So what you're talking about, we've made it dense. You suddenly get these dark thoughts. It's like we're picking up density from everywhere and then just processing it in these loops, which seem uncontrollable unconsciously or consciously you know like we just sort of it's like we really need to like right now kind of muster ourselves and clear out the brain you know like what you're saying lighten the load because when you do become more aware of your thoughts you just realize how much is going on and i i'm i'm pretty sure that like 99.9 percent .9 of what's going on in my brain has got nothing to do with me it's like picking up stuff it's picking up it seems to be picking up density and then just repeating it in loops because the circuitry just seems broken. You know, I, I, it, it really does feel like we've got to lighten load. I think you really hit the nail on the head there. And it's, and, and talking about tools, just to put it out there, one of my favorite practices these days is to, is to, is to think of nothing, basically. It is one of my favorite meditative practices. And when I do get a whole like, half a second where I managed to do that it's extraordinary like literally everything just expands and opens and I'm just go it's you go cosmic basically um and and you feel omnipresent it's just the most extraordinary feeling but it really does take some practice because we're, we're just using our brains so unconsciously I mean I just I as you were talking I just went wow my whole circuitry is just broken I could just sort of see you know especially as i'm falling asleep i don't know if any of you have this but as you're falling asleep it's like your brain goes into like nutsville sort of processing and you're just like oh, where is this coming from and i even mind it's just like looping around and around and around so i really feel like you sort of hit the nail on the head right there no yeah well yeah i find just before i go to sleep there's a 50-50 chance that I'm going to have real thoughts of fear come up and then bang, insomnia. <laughs> so it's, it's pain. But it, it, it strikes me that it's like, I think, I feel like it, like after a while of this, I've been thinking those are the, those, those thoughts, whatever they are, those are the ones that I'm bringing into my shallow dreams. Like the, the dreaming that is not deep dreaming kind of thing it's like that thought that whatever those thoughts are that i'm going into sleep with i'm going to dream about them so if i read a piece of fiction if i read austin suddenly i'm dreaming about darcy you know which isn't bad but it's yeah <laughs> it's it, it's really teaching me a lot about uh, mental hygiene before i go to sleep like zero phone you know obviously and if i'm going to read something in fact if it's non-fiction it's actually better um, because it seems to be less stimulating in some way. But um, yeah, it, it, yeah. Like, I wonder if that's the time when the wounds come up, you know, that the, 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 the emotional wounds or the psychic wounds or the spiritual wounds that, that I've had if that moment of, you know, I'm letting go and it's like, whoop, they're in there. So it kind of makes me think more healing is needed but not at the intellectual level so much as the emotional level. Mm. Also, one last, one last thing. Um, you know what you were saying, Emma, about the, the, the brain-oriented path trajectory of life that we're supposed to follow. It, it's, it's such a, a, a trajectory of rational materialism. And it, it's like that style of thinking you know, is all predicated on there being no meaning. There is nothing other than matter. And, and it's like saying, you know, there's only one kind of food to eat or there's only one kind of music to like. If you're only a rational materialist and that's the only way you think, that's the way you're limiting. That is one of the ways that you're limiting your brain by refusing, you know, to think that, oh, perhaps you know, blues is good music, even though I'm a lover of classics. It's like, or that, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it is such a confining and stultifying and 
in my opinion, erroneous way of thinking. So um, I'm done. Thank you. Yeah, I was just following on from that in terms of um, healings to be done. It's interesting to me as well, and I've um, been involved in mental health for 20 odd years, uh, one way or another, how um, emotions are also confined to the mind. And actually the mind does not feel the emotions. Our body feels the emotions and the feelings, the sensations. And yet we've also put that, we've put those into the mind. So it's like people will say mentally, I feel sad or, you know, um, in my mind, I'm really angry. And I'm, there's the disconnect is so massive and everything's got lugged into the brain. And even, dare I say it, the practice of mindfulness, you know, where is that in terms of the heart connection? I know it's really beneficial, but sometimes I think, why isn't it called heartfulness? Or maybe there should be a practice called heartfulness or, you know, or wombfulness or something like that where we're, um, or penisfulness, you know, whatever suits you basically, but something that takes us out of the brain, out of the mind, because one, it's overloaded and everything goes on to, into it it's that's the responsible thing for everything mental health issues are essentially come from the place where we don't have the emotional um structure in place to be able to cope with the issues we're facing and somehow it's and the, and and the fact that the nervous system has been affected so much by traumas or things that have happened to us and it sends the signals to the brain to tell us what to do and so we end up repeating the patterns and then they become our thoughts which is what Sarita was saying about the overload of heavy dark thoughts that come in and at night yeah which makes us not be able to sleep etc etc the fundamentals are to come back to the body everything's stored in the body and when that starts to come back into balance we can bring that lightness back to the to the brain because the signals the nervous system sends won't be loaded with fear. If, the, if they're loaded with love and safety and groundedness and the understanding within the body that basically everything's okay, the brain can actually do its job, which is to be this light beam. But like, was it you three that mentioned it being a bit like, I can't remember what your words were, but this kind of hub of... <laughs> D, 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 that sort of stuff. That transmitter. <laughs> the transmitter, that's right, yeah. <laughs> so it's, yeah, so for me, the overload is, comes in from every single angle. It's, the, it's that, and it's all based on that consumerist, materialistic trajectory that we're all set on. And mental health, I think, unwittingly has also been put on that. Um, conveyor belt so that people can get better and live a functional life again and that totally eliminates the wild principles that are with, within us to be deeply connected primarily to nature and ourselves and and the cosmos so um yeah that's like whoa I just yeah it's just blown my own mind on that I was just thinking there's a lot of work to do <laughs> Joy, please take over. <laughs> um, just, <laughs> just following on from that, Emin, you mentioned nature, and and that I I feel for me is the is the easiest, not always easy, but the easiest way to actually get out of my mind. Actually, just being in nature, whether it's being with a plant or a tree and really just using all my senses, you know, listening, smelling it, feeling it in, in my body. Um, and I'm just aware that when that happens, um, it's just a beautiful way to completely come out of your head and just totally embody that that feeling of being with the tree or the plant or the river and um, 
and and yeah in my experience that's 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 one way i can switch off um and i know that um was it last week or the week before as um i'd been doing that i heard john lennon then singing imagine and i i just felt this immense love you know just through every part of my body and it you know it just felt blissful um and yeah i just wanted to mention that because it's just i find nature being in nature but really just a hundred percent being with whatever you are you know with whether it is the river whether it's a tree whether it's a a plant and really just focusing on that that beautiful energy is one one quick way of actually getting out your head you know it might be temporarily but it's 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 one of the easiest tools that i find that's it <laughs> yeah thanks and also it, it might be temporary but actually the more often you do it even if it's tiny but then that builds up and it is there's nothing like nature is there to really heal and bring yourself into your body and be present and um yeah i mean that's just yeah and even even if you live in a city and in a flat or whatever if you've got a plant that you can just connect with or you know can just get outside and, and breathe in the air whatever it is it makes a big difference Jane, yeah. I keep finding <clears throat> I've got so much to say but I'm trying to filter it through my brain to know how to articulate it um <laughs> it's um because there's quite a few threads there what i wanted to pick up on but to keep it simple fear you know that thing you were saying about falling asleep and suddenly everything kicks in because it's being given space and you know working with the brain as a this place that all of these memories come in and the because we take it all in through our eyes don't we so we see things and then we we attach something to that a story which activates an old trauma which you know and so we're we're tracking through our system trying to understand to put it in its place so that we can control it rather than actually going okay that's come through what happens in my body and allowing that energy to move through and I feel that this is something that I've been working with a lot, trying to really, because I'm really with you on the memory mush. It's like my whole brain's gone through an amargo process in the last few months. It's just like, I have no idea of anything. Um, and it's quite nice in some ways. It's a bit frustrating when I'm trying to remember the name of something. But <laughs> that's, what, that's what Duck Duck goes for, isn't it? Um, but yeah, it's like, I'm really, that primal thing of fear, because that's the, you know, that's the primal aspect of the primal brain that's getting activated. So it has a place. And yet, if we're going to use, if we're going to open into that portal of potential, then because it's so unknown, if I just allow that energy to move through, then that actually connects and activates everything. I hope that makes sense. And I'm with the I'm with the thing about being in nature and sometimes that doesn't work for me always. I love it, but I have to be in movement. I have to, I, you know, to sit there, my brain kicks in and I'm like, oh, look at that ant calling up that tree, you know, it's like, or whatever it is. Well, how old is that tree? It's like, how do I do it? And if I can engage myself through the other senses, you know, you said about, so if I can touch it and feel it and sense it and bring in more awareness, which is bringing in the other brains that were spoken about, it's activating the other sensory systems for me. It kind of can detract from that cognitive gray matter 
and take me into a different realm. And then one more thing about the um, <clears throat> Linnea you were saying, and there's something about actually how do we be with that? And it's because many of us, and I speak from personal experience and many that I speak to, is that fear of the intimacy of actually truly being with another, be it a tree, be it an ant, be it a person, be it my actual thought, because what's what's coming from that? And there's many things that are coming up with this that is, oh, okay, so how do I just be? And I think that was in the weave as well, you know, just be, just be with it. And it's something that's an invitation to explore more, I feel. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, in the weave, it was be with it without imposing on it or upon it. And that is such an amazing um, gift of a of a line from the spirits. It's like, what, how, how do we even do that as humans? We're so, we don't, that is a sentence that is just like, how do we even fathom that? What is it to be present with our brain and not impose on it? I mean, I don't know if I know that. I don't know if any of us really truly know that because, well, who knows? But it's certainly, I think I'd like to start perhaps practicing that in terms of a meditation or something because what, and what are the impositions? Are they our own thoughts? Are they like you were saying, Jane, when you sit there and you might see an ant crawling up. So is that an imposition? Although that might bring us to oneness with nature. I, d I mean, I don't know. That's just, it's, it's fascinating. And actually, what is the brain without any impositions? Perhaps it is that pure light energy, the electrical pulses that are just deeply, deeply connected to source. And if we could just let go and be present with that, we've got infinite intelligence and wis wisdom at literally at our, we want to say fingertips because that's the phrase, but it would be our brain tips. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's awesome it's like I feel like we're opening a door with this weave in this conversation it's like we're unlocking something that's been bolted up for a long long time and we're starting to get a glimpse of what's possible as we as these kind of you know mirroring hopefully what's going on in society the structures start to come down so of course they'll be coming down within us as well and we start to get a glimpse of possibilities that we maybe inadvertently closed up or maybe deliberately shut down. Um, it's fascinating. Linnea. Yeah, it just, I just kind of took the unboundedness and put it in time as well as space and thought maybe that's, you know, part of why our memories are, are becoming sludgy as our brains move into capacity to travel through time and space. And so that time thing, it's like, well, we can have our personal bounded limber experiential memory, which is a valuable thing, or we can slip into the time stream and access it in a different way. So. Wow, like Doctor Who. Yeah. I mean, I thought the memory thing was menopause. <laughs> that yeah, it's probably partly that, but maybe that's the platform that maybe, we all yeah. step from yeah. <laughs> into eternity. <laughs> like, you know, the wisdom of the crone isn't, isn't fabled, it's real. So what does she do? Well, she's stepping from menopause into, you know. That's true, yeah. Galactic yeah. wisdom. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Time ladies, as in not time, I don't mean it's time up, I mean as in not time lords. <laughs> oh, somebody say something because my brain is going very left field. <laughs> well, I, I was going to say it probably should be time up because I think we've done about an hour. So, um, yeah. We're just, we're just under, but yeah, that's cool. Do you feel, does everyone feel like, does anyone have anything else to say about 
about galactic brains. Well, all I've got is a picture of you saying the brain was, and you know those like 1970s bulbs with the static bits on? I've got a picture of you. <laughs> That's how I am with my brain weave right now. So I'm just going to let go away with that as my brain weave going off into the matrix of all. <laughs> it does feel a bit ages ago, a few years ago, me, Sarita, and someone else did a podcast on. Um, consciousness didn't we and by the end of it we were absolutely just we were it felt like we were conscious as we couldn't even speak and I honestly I feel like I'm going down that road with this yeah I'm it's high like, yeah that's how <laughs> it feels it feels the same thing it's like whoa this is actually this weaving conversation has expanded my brain into those realms and it's like whoa yeah, exactly. It's like anything. It'd be interesting if uh, any of the uh, listeners have the same experience. Yeah, it would. The thing is, if the brain is a transmitter and a receiver, and then, you know, we all listen to the weave, and we're, we're processing that, and, and the weave, I mean, basically, I think we all felt that we all suddenly went like that. Yeah. So the weave did something to our brains. I'm having mm. trouble speaking as well. So then we're sort of input, inputting and outputting that simultaneously, and then all of the people who entangled with us the viewers you know we're all having the same experience and that just exponentially goes on into the kind of oneness realm and begins to make the hundredth monkey brain effect mm. on the planet you know so yeah and it's also, I kind of lost the thread of what I was going to say it's fine don't worry but you made you, you made me think about what Linnea was saying earlier about the boundedness of the body, but actually in terms, this is, this is the path of the shaman to be able to have a foot in both worlds so that we don't go, so that we can open up into that expansiveness and connect with other realms and the infinite consciousness. But if you did that permanently, you would, you'd go bonkers, you know, and, that, and that, obviously that's, um, yeah. That, that's Maybe we won't anymore. I mean, well, maybe we won't, but that's the that's the thing about the there's that quote about um, don't go bonkers if you do shamanic. Don't practice. go bonkers if you can help it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I think I think sorry, I think we have really, to be able to come back because if we can't come back to boundedness, what use are we to anyone else who maybe doesn't have the capacity or the interest in doing this? So we need to be able to come back and forth, like. We need to step exactly. over the knot. Yeah. And that's, that's, that is the shaman's path, to be able to have a foot in both worlds and willingly and at will step into each one, but always be able to come back into... Because if we do... If we lost our minds completely, and you'd probably be sectioned if that happened, the, um, you, you, you can't function and you can't be supportive to other people who who are seeking a different path or a different way or trying to understand their emotions or process them or whatever it is we're helping others with. So, um, yeah, that's, it's, it's a good observation that we can actually enjoy the space of expansion, but we can all, we can all actually come back into our human bounded form. Sarita. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to say one more thing. It just, it sort of strikes me as you, the last little piece that everyone's been talking is we've, we've been using information in the wrong way basically that's what I've, I've just sort of got like whoa we've been using information in the wrong way we've been taking information and then constricting it and compartmentalizing it we've discussed that but what happened in this weave is we just sat here and the information came in and we just let it do what it needed to do without trying to compartmentalize it which is what you were saying what would happen if we didn't impose upon it and I think, and, and, and I know we all do this in our shamanic practices and what we teach, but a lot of it is like, feel the information in your body, just feel what's there and let it do its thing. It's light frequency information coming from the cosmos and from the earth plane as well and all the different dimensional realms. And, and so perhaps what we've been doing is just use, is just trying to, if you like, grab information as opposed to letting it just come in, in whatever way it's supposed to. We've been constraining and limiting it. And what we did in this weave was we just let it be. And maybe that's why we're all feeling slightly 
you know, other dimensional. <laughs> I don't really know what I'm feeling like, but yeah. Anyway, maybe it's it's not so much just the brain. It's what we do. It's it's how we perceive information. Maybe we should. That should be the next question. Information. Really? <laughs> okay. On that perception. Note, Sorry. On, I was going to say on that note. Is there anything else that wants to be said before we wrap up with our final thoughts? Okay. Joy, final thoughts on what is the brain? Oh, blimey. Final thoughts. Um, I don't think I've got any thoughts <laughs> at the right in this second. Um, other than lighten the load. Yeah. Final thought, lighten the load. Thank you. Lene, final thoughts. Yeah, I do have some thoughts. Um, I think um, um, my, 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 my conception, my thought of the brain has shifted during this conversation and I'm perceiving it very strongly as an organ of reception, just reception. And, you know, the bigger the frame I can hold in my brain, the better than my mind. And also, isn't that a great seat of good humor and laughter and fun when you can see the you know, the bizarrity of it all and the, the humor of it all. So, yeah, I've been, thank you for this. I've enjoyed it. Thank you. Jane. Um. <laughs> I don't think I've got much to say. Um, I've just got this whole spiralizing feeling going on in my body as it as it feels like my brain is sparking that's what i'm left with i'm gonna go and find a tree <laughs> great thank you <laughs> sarita i feel the same like i've got a lot of heat going on in my head and it feels like it's in spirals and it's just doing all kinds of stuff so um I, I, f I found this conversation unbelievably interesting. Like I've, I need to go away and process it a bit. And I think I'm going to stop thinking <laughs> and just, um, yeah, just allow stuff to arrive more and just feel what's arriving in. That's going to be my trajectory now. So yeah, great, great conversation. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. My final thoughts are, expansion ex expand receive distill let it just let it happen let it be i don't know my real final thought is the brain is not what we think it is and uh yeah hopefully everyone listening has taken something new from what you thought the brain was before because I think I have and I think we all have it <laughs> what an amazing conversation amazing weave thank you all <laughs> so um until next time we'll leave you with um yeah with this and hopefully you will enjoy considering what your own brain is all about until next time in deep love and connection go well <laughs>